0: Hey, Matt. Boo! <laughs> Did I scare you? Yes. <laughs> it's it's Halloween. You always expect it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, why isn't he saying anything? This is exactly. something's wrong.
0: Right. Or every Halloween, someone does this at the dojo. web d. They show up wearing a white belt instead of their usual belt. Oh. <laughs> <And> th- <laughs> <laughs> ha ha ha. And then they do all the, the things white belts do, like they tie their belt wrong and they <laughs> It's like ha. It's funny, but you know, I've seen it like for eight years now. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the nerdiest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh so you got some news?
0: Yeah, it's it's a secret though. Don't tell anyone.
1: Oh, it's just between us. It's just between yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No one's listening, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, power importer was acquired.
1: Congratulations.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: Holy shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously, it doesn't feel real.
1: Man, like it. You know, we've been talking about this for a while, and like, holy shit! Like, it has been it, You know, it, it took time. It takes it, it takes time to sell to sell an asset like this.
0: Yeah, I thought it'd be I thought it'd be easier. Like, I don't know, it seems like all the stories I had heard were like, I just posted it. And like, I sold it in two weeks.
1: I don't know why my normally whenever I read something on Twitter, like, oh, it was easy. Normally, I always kind of think like, okay, I've got some skepticism about this. I'm sure it wasn't as easy as you say. But for whatever right. reason, <laughs> I totally fell for it. All the people who were like, oh, acquired I sold it in a week. Like, oh, I guess you can do that.
0: Yeah. No, it, it was not the case. <laughs> no, it took several months.
1: Okay. Yeah. How how long exactly did it take?
0: I, um, I think we started in June. In June. So, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, so I, I went with a broker because, okay. I, I mean, I thought of putting it on microacquire, but... I thought, you know what? This is the first time I saw this. I don't know what I don't know. Like mm. a broker will be will be worth it. Totally,
1: yeah. Because I guess the goal is there, or the hope is that they'll impart some wisdom on you for yeah. how to value or how to negotiate. I,
0: I mean. Yeah. Exactly. No, it was definitely worth it. Like okay. they, they're expensive, but it was worth it. Okay. But not maybe with, for the second SAS, Like I'll I'll wing it myself. Sure.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, so like. To, to, like, can you tell me about the process? Like, I remember when you said you had listed it, but or you were thinking about listing it. So, like, you meet with the broker, and they kind of like, like, how do you value Power Importer?
0: Yeah, I mean the, like the multiples are, they're, they're pretty standard. Like the okay. the same multiples that you you would see on Microquire releases these quarterly reports about all the multiples, mm-hmm. and for SaaS, like it's yeah the. There were no big surprises. Okay. It was like, yeah, those are the the, the range of multiples, and the broker like positioned it one way, and right. it's like, it seemed it seemed like a good one. So we we went with that price. Okay. Um. So that was like in June, uh, and very quickly there were like lots of buyers interested. Okay. So that was like that that was exciting. It's like wow, like this <laughs> this is gonna happen. Like, yeah. This is quick. Sure. <laughs> so then we we spoke to them all um eventually like two offers came in uh we picked the best one and then we start due diligence yeah <laughs> and oh my god what a grind it's like <laughs> it's it's just like they want to see everything right and you know like i, I guess i'm really naive but I'm i'm thinking like you know, I built this in public. Like everyone knows like it's legit. Like it, there's mm. no, like there's no fraud going on here. Like it's uh they're all real customers and yeah. it's a real business. And yeah. I, I understand like if you buy something from a complete stranger, micro acquire, like, mm-hmm. maybe you want to, you know, really make sure that it's not fraud. Mm. But uh, I don't know. I was naive. I thought like it would go easily, but no, like they want to see everything. They want to see like all your bank statements and your invoices and, Uh, you know, you give them access to everything, which is is so scary. And it seems Mm. like, it seems so asymmetrical. Like you're the one, like, it, it seems, it feels like as the seller, you're the one taking all the risk. Yeah. Right, like you give them access to your Stripe. So there they go. They have access to all the emails of your paying customers. Oh my God. And then eventually you give them the code. And so they have access to the code. You know, the only thing like, I didn't have to give them access to was the database, like, but I did have to export some stuff and obfuscate the email addresses and right. like, you know, I did some of that or obfuscate any private information, sure. but otherwise like, you know, if they were a bad, a bad actor, they could, you know, they could have just cloned it and stolen all the customers and my God. Yeah. It's really scary but uh but yeah the, first, the so we did like due diligence uh but then the the deal fell through uh when they started looking at the code they weren't they weren't comfortable with being able to be up and running quickly okay they they found it more complicated than they thought it would be so yeah
1: i mean I just, like i'm making a face right now of just like yeah i mean it's code like it's never it's not it's never beautiful like, right
0: it's it's not just a crud app right yeah exactly <laughs> it's like it's like yeah like we've got to synchronize different third-party tools together and
1: yeah. in, a, in a non-trivial way
0: yeah but um but yeah but whatever like it, it fell through yeah. uh so then i was like oh do i just pull the plug on this and right. and like act you know just like grow the business Mm -hmm. because that was that was my my main problem is that i mean i knew i had built a good business for me like for me it was great like uh but i had no aspirations to grow it it was like it's a perfect size you know Mm -hmm. if i grow it it just means i'm gonna have more support tickets right it means oh you know like it just it was a perfect size for what i needed now Mm. it was low maintenance it was like this but it's. it felt like I was just, I was wasting a good asset.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: like yeah. I was thinking, okay, if if I were, uh, how could I put it? Basically, like, does this, am I the right CEO for this business? Basically, mm. <laughs> like, I think this is a good asset. It's good business. I'm a horrible CEO. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I have, you know, aspir- no aspirations to grow it. I'm not mm. doing marketing. I'm just resting on my laurels and going, hey, this is, I'm happy. This is a a lifestyle business. Right. But I was, but I knew there was so much more potential, like just easily just add new importers. Like it was like, yeah, it's like, I knew exactly what to do. You just need to add more importers, Mark. That's all you have to do. Mm. You already built the hard part. Like just add new ones. And I just could not get motivated to do it. I was like, I'm, I'm I'm happy. I I don't want to, (laughs) but I guess that's when I knew it was time to sell. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I, I, I would argue that that's something that makes for a good uh, asset or for something to sell because you're like, look, like I'm doing business in this vertical today, but I ha and I, I, I like the customers I have are, are I've shown that they're open. They have problems in the no code space. They've shown and demonstrated their willingness to pay like someone new could easily just come walk into that existing customer base, start having conversations, figure out what the next importer is and build it. Like right. that's the to me like if I'm buying a business like awesome that's a huge opportunity for expansion revenue like
0: yeah why wouldn't you and do? I and I already had wait lists of like hundreds of people oh like God. waiting for the next importers wow <laughs> it was it was ridiculous like it was yeah it was obvious that I need to sell this like this is uh the business could do so much better without me mm. basically interesting okay so. So yeah, so back to the story, that, that deal fell through. Um, so then I was getting motivated again. Well, maybe I should keep it. Like, you yeah. know, like maybe I should kick myself in the butt and get motivated and mm-hmm. build the new importers and right. grow it maybe for another, actually grow it for a year and then sell it for, for a bigger sum. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the broker was there. Well, you know, like we, we there were still other people interested. Like they just it's been under offer this whole time. So Mm. we can, we can talk to them. So I was like, all right, you're right. Like whenever I thought of keeping it, uh, I would, I would get anxieties. Like, no, I, I (laughs) I know, I know there's potential, but I know I'm not going to do it. (laughs) I've lost, like I've lost the drive for this, for this business idea. Like I'm just not interested in building new importers. And so, yeah. So we, we, we re listed it. Mm-hmm. and again a few buyers like were interested and and then yeah then it was a new buyer made an offer it, it was a it was a good offer so accepted it and then yeah then it was like yeah again months of due diligence <laughs> right
1: and are you able so, to reuse yeah. <clears throat> the due
0: diligence from the previous equal? i mean yes yeah like thankfully like you know all the invoices and bank statements and all that they they were all They were all still there in a, in a shared drive. So that was easy. Right. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it it was so much more work than I thought it was going to be, Okay, but in the end, (laughs) it it got acquired and yeah. And, uh, and I'm definitely happy about it. I don't, don't regret it.
1: Very cool, man. So what are you going to do now?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Um, yeah, like I mean I'm so I'm on I'm on call for like 3 months okay. to help with the transition. Okay. So I'm helping the the new buyer and they they hired a developer. Okay. So I'm yeah, I'm going to help them through the transition. Um and honestly like I need a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like mm-hmm. I think I yeah, I just need to to take a break. I, I, I can afford it now to, mm-hmm. to take a breather and I'm I'm not, yeah, I'm not that inspired right away to jump into a new SaaS. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I had a bunch of ideas and now I've sort of like lost excitement about those ideas. Yeah, sure. Um, and, you know, of course, like when you sell a business like this, the buyer wants you to sign a, a non-compete clause. Yeah. Right. Like, obviously they don't want me to. Just start a new importer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Power dot importer.
0: Exactly. So like that makes total sense, and and it was a reasonable non-compete. It wasn't like you can't do any code whatsoever. (laughs) You can't use your hands. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You can't use the internet. Yeah, I got (laughs) it. So yeah, so it's yeah, but I mean, I'm I'm not. I had a bunch of ideas in the no-code space and um, some of them I could do they're not there's no conflict Mm -hmm. but uh, I don't even know if I want to do them anymore (laughs) yeah honestly like I I just want to take a break and and play with technology
1: yeah totally
0: like I mean I know AI is is a craze right now like I I don't I don't really want to like launch an AI business Mm -hmm. like but I do want to play with AI like I I have a few ideas of things I want to build and see if I can get something working that's reasonable sure and uh, and yeah vr is another one like i yeah i, I bought a oculus quest 2 mm. and uh yeah like i uh, finally i finally understand what zuckerberg has been has been <laughs> doing <laughs> it's like he's right yeah this this is the future like this this metaverse not not the nft web 3 metaverse that people were talking about yeah but just a you know just a VR metaverse like yeah. yeah I totally get it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, it's so immersive like when you're in there. So yeah, I might play with that a bit. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, of course uh, the the goal is to eventually launch a new SAS.
1: But this gives you some runway, some time to relax, some times some time to hang out. You're not you don't have to be in a rush to do something.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. That's great. And like for. For three months, like I have things to do for the transition, so yeah. it's not like a, you know, it's not like I could go full hundred percent on a new idea and just yep. disconnect from the internet. <laughs>
1: sure. What's involved with the transition? Like, is it just answering calls from them, or
0: you yeah, scanning exactly. error logs? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's mostly um, yeah, it's mostly answering questions. Um, I, I am still doing the tech support. Because uh, yeah. like there's you know the, there's more of a learning curve for a, for a new developer to be in there answering technical questions. Sure. Okay. But uh, but okay. that will we're, we're gonna transition quickly to the new developer. Okay. Interesting. But yeah, I mean it's it's exciting because yeah. the the new buyer like definitely is the right match. Like they they know marketing, they know like they have a bunch of ideas of Amazing. how to grow this. So yeah, so the power importer customers are. know we'll see some new importers and amazing yeah so that is nice it's nice to know that the uh, yeah it will it will grow to its full potential
1: yeah yeah that's nice yeah because i mean that that that's the whole value proposition of, of buying a company like how can i take it and how can i take an existing asset and make it even more valuable
0: right exactly
1: very cool um so what kind of things did you learn from the broker? This is very interesting to me because it's it, like, you just went through this tunnel and like, what are some of the things that you learned? Like, did you negotiate? Did they do all the negotiation? Like, what did that look like? What um, do you even negotiate on? I, I say negotiation like I think it happened, but I don't even know.
0: Right, like they, yeah, like I wouldn't say they, they don't, they don't like negotiate like a, like a car salesman. <laughs> They're <negotiating>. not haggling. <laughs> exactly right uh but yeah i worked with uh john haynstock okay Uh, great great guy super friendly like super professional uh he was never high pressure like Mm -hmm. when i I wasn't sure if we should relist it he was like hey it's your decision it doesn't matter like right like if we didn't delist it he would get no commission and Mm -hmm. but he was really really cool okay um um so negotiate I mean yes like he he's he's very effective at not giving too much information like you know like not negotiating against myself right or on calls he was always on calls and he's always you know he'll he'll jump in if he thinks like he, you've been asked a question that you don't have to answer like right right so like it, it yeah it was definitely it was definitely nice hmm. things that I had not thought about and that he jumps in and right yeah. Like I said, for the first acquisition, definitely worth it. Okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would be, from what you said, like, I would be really scared if someone said like, show me your Stripe. Yeah. It's like, no. Exactly. <laughs> or yeah, like, and your yeah.
0: code, just give me your code.
1: Yeah. Right. It, it almost makes me think that like, there there's, should be some kind of role system inside of Stripe where you're like, here's all my subscription revenue, but you can't see who the individual customers are or like some kind of cloaked mode where it's like I'm performing a sale and I need to Right. I I just need to show I need to show real data but like, you know, not customer poaching data.
0: Yep. I agree. Oh and and another thing about Stripe, and this could be a an interesting indie hacker product idea. Go on. Is is that uh, because my Stripe account was in Canada and the buyers in the US like Stripe will not just transfer the account over to the, to the the buyer. Like I thought, you know, because in Stripe you can have all these different accounts, right? So like all my other businesses, they all have their own account in Stripe. Yeah. But so I thought, like, well, the reason they're all like separated like that is that I can just take one and transfer it to someone else. Okay. And you can't you can't do that if you're crossing countries. Hmm. So. So that means that they had to create their own Stripe account. And then, and then Stripe will manually do a data transfer of the, the customer information and the payment methods. So at least you don't have to ask customers to give you their credit cards again for the new account.
1: So wait, so, so the, the buyer in this case said, all right, I want your Stripe account, but the, the business is now going to be domiciled in the UK so they have to set up their own stripe account in the UK and in then, the US. Oh uh, sorry. In the US. Oh in the US, sorry, in the US. And then they do they create that customer beforehand or is it like is it a handshake thing <clears throat> of like hi stripe there's this account over here and there's this account over here and I want to send this customer from here to there.
0: So you 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 open a ticket with stripe and you tell them all right transfer all the customers and the payment methods from that Stripe account to this new one. Okay. So so I mean that's good because you got the payment tokens. So yeah. now you can charge those credit cards without having to ask for the credit card information. Yeah. However, you don't have any of the subscriptions or any of the products, sure. any of the pricing, any of the coupons, like you gotta recreate all that information yourself. Oh my god. So it's like it's uh yeah i mean it was it was extremely stressful for, like for the buyer and their developer like it was yeah it was wow. it was a huge huge job very stressful in the end it, it was all seamless and it worked right. but there has to be a simpler way like yeah. i can't believe like stripe doesn't offer this service like interesting
1: yeah because it you i mean yeah wow yeah it seems like uh that almost seems like a professional service that even your broker would be, would, would have a, at least a referral to.
0: Right. No, exactly. Right. Like there, it, I mean, this was, it was a big, scary job. And if someone, you know, can say, Hey, we've done this a hundred times, like we could do it for you. Mm-hmm. And it, it's probably not a, just a SaaS. It's probably a productized service. Yeah. So like, we'll, yeah. we'll transfer it and we charge like so much per customer
1: yeah yeah
0: okay
1: interesting i'll keep that in my notebook
0: <laughs> yeah exactly okay interesting
1: yeah oh my god stressful yeah you f that up and then all of a yeah, sudden you're, you've poked somebody who's happily paying you everything's fine
0: exactly and all of a sudden they can't sync anymore because they don't have an active subscription yeah really. yeah no it was very stressful okay but hats off it they did it. It was all seamless. Yeah. Wow. Okay, great. Jeez. Yeah, it makes it makes me think also like maybe that's an advantage of incorporating in the US. You know, as a Canadian, like hmm. you know, if I had used like Stripe Atlas to hmm. incorporate in the US, then I believe it is straightforward to hmm. from one US Stripe account to another US Stripe account. I right. think it's yeah. And maybe that's why there is no no indie hacker out there that created the tool that or the service that does it
1: yeah fair enough
0: because most acquisitions are probably from us to us Mm,
1: that's a good question i wonder uh i wonder if that's a stat that uh like acquire.com could or even stripe themselves i mean i wonder how often people migrate people from entity to entity right i can't think of another way or another reason like you've got (laughs) because
0: like yeah because stripe you know, it's perfectly positioned to do it seamlessly. Yeah, like They could just, yeah, just change the ownership of the account. <laughs> like all the subscription IDs would stay the same mm-hmm. cust customer IDs and like everything would stay the same. It's just assigned to a different account now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, it comes down to the billing code. Like, yeah, having a subscription and who owns that subscription and then like copying it over. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if it's just code they don't want to maintain they're like, no, it's too it's too sensitive and it's so it happens so rarely, maybe they just say, Fuck it, like don't wanna we'll let somebody else handle this part.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean I think yeah, I think I now that I think about it, I think I know why. Like it's because they they have to keep the other account open. Mm. Um right, like what if someone asks for a refund now for something that they paid for before we try you transferred everything over?
1: Oh, you just made my brain explode.
0: <laughs> like, then it would be <sighs> a refund of the old subscription, not the new one that was created.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah.
0: But that has to be a solution. Come on.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you going to buy a Lambo or a Ferrari?
0: I don't even own a car at all. <laughs>
1: Can I pay to not have a car?
0: Exactly. And maybe I'll buy a, a Lambo sticker. There you go. <laughs> or do like Aaron Francis, buy a little miniature.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, Uber black. That's it. You're just going to Uber black around the city now. Exactly. Yeah. Sweet. Baller.
0: <laughs> no it's not uh it's not that kind of money
1: right mm. <laughs> too cool so it, it really it's funny because now it makes me wonder what the process is like for um for like acquire.com for example like if you did list there what does the due diligence look like on an acquire.com deal right because i wonder if they go through similar um if, if they yeah if, if it's similar
0: yeah, it might be, because uh, I mean the the due diligence is is just between the buyer and seller. Like the yeah. the broker suggests, you know, like here is a template we have, like of um, you know the different things you might want to share, but mm-hmm. you know they're not driving the whole process. They're not saying, all right, now share this and I'll share that. Really? So so like the the buyer doesn't have to ask for the code if they. Know, if they don't even know how to read code yeah <laughs> like they might they might even ask for it does
1: the um is the buyer are you dealing with a buyer or does the buyer also have an advisor or is the buyer your advisor or sorry the buyer's advisor your broker
0: no definitely the broker is is uh yeah i mean they they will answer questions if the buyer has questions like oh uh, you know how do we do this how do we do that okay they might suggest things, but they're definitely there for the buyer, uh, the seller, okay. like the broker is, okay. is working on behalf of the seller. Um, and so far, all the buyers I spoke to didn't have an agent. Okay. It was them directly. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. What That was really interesting. Talking to all these different buyers. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Like they're, they're very different. Like some of them are, they're, like they, they're not technical at all. They're just, they just want to like buy a bunch of these SaaS businesses, and they already have a team, so they can just have the team run it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are like practically indie hackers, like us, like, but they've they've accumulated enough funds that they can buy a SaaS now, and okay, and they, and they just want to they they want to buy and grow it. They're they're not interested in the, the starting from zero, sure they just want to find something that's been proven to work and they just want to buy and grow it. Mm, Great. Yeah, no, it's it's very interesting. Lots of different buyers. And it, and it's, and it made me think like if, if I ever get to that point where that's what I want to do, I want to buy and grow businesses, Mm. which right now I really don't think I would do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it, it makes me wonder like, would I do it alone or would I partner up with someone? And then my big question was, if I partner up with someone, would it be a marketing person? So like I do the tech and they do the marketing. Mm. It it seems like, like that makes sense. But at the same time, I thought maybe it'd be better if I team up with another developer. And, you know, the whole like one week of dev, one week of marketing, mm-hmm. what if we swapped like every... Yeah. every week we swap like i do the marketing this week next week you do the marketing because mm. it would also mean that you both know everything about the business yeah so if one of you go, needs to go on vacation the other person can you know take over 100 percent.
1: yeah totally
0: yeah, it, and, yeah and i don't know like i think the kind of marketing you can do for us a, a SaaS with like that average revenue per customer like you're, you're kind of limited to what you can do right mm. like adwords probably doesn't make sense and i don't know so i, I think these are things that a developer can figure out
1: mm-hmm.
0: like cold emailing people right a developer could do a pretty good job at that because if they can get the copyright maybe with the help of chat gpt or
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, then it's it's a question of like writing a scraper <laughs> getting emails like yeah. and automating the like it, it's you know, it is a developer job. Yeah, totally. It's a marketing task, but it's a developer job. Yeah. Yeah. It's and same thing with SEO. Mm-hmm.
1: It's interesting to think about how we combine strengths. Like maybe it comes down to the product, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe it comes down to the, to the individual. Maybe it doesn't like, cause I agree with you. Like if you kind of see things through the lens of it's a marketing job, but it's an en- engineering task, then like, yeah, then like maybe you should be five developers. Like <laughs> who, knows right. what, who knows what you could get done. Um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to think about like who you team up with and why. And also like, you know, part of it is just like teaming up with someone who is going to keep the momentum up. It's like, right. yeah, I mean, getting and maintaining and building momentum over time is just like, it's the thing that keeps you from failing. But just having more people to help push that rock is, is huge.
0: Yeah, it it made me made me question. My my gut was that I oh know I need to team up with someone that has all the skills that I don't have. Mm. But then it's like then it becomes tricky. Like, uh, how do we make sure we're both putting in the exact same amount of work? Mm. Like, is it number of hours? Is it uh, yeah? All right, or is it lines of code versus like number of acquisitions through the 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 tunnel like the funnel? Like, yeah, what is it? Like, yeah. I think it comes down to trust,
1: like... Yeah. Because, yeah, like, I, I wouldn't want to work with... I mean, like, all I want to know is that you're not watching Netflix all day. <laughs> like, that that's really it. It's just, like, can you be effective, and do I trust you? Do I trust you to be effective, I think, personally? Like, because otherwise, it's... I uh, I wouldn't want somebody to, like, agonize over the number of lines of code I wrote.
0: Right. But that's why I was thinking, if it's two developers, then it's pretty comparable when, when you switch, mm. like... Yeah.
1: I think what you say is totally true, though, about um, having another brain who knows the code very well to be able to jump in. Like, that's really, right. really useful. So what other tidbits did you come away with? Like, what else did you learn from this process that other indie hackers might, that you that I can I, benefit from when I eventually build something and sell it?
0: All right. Yeah. No, uh, actually, I just thought of something, like, you should hire emma and ellis for evergreen support ah. <laughs> that that was a huge ass a selling feature like for all the buyers interesting the, the fact that there was someone that knew the product that was taking care of the bulk of the customer questions right. it's like yeah it was yeah they they were all <laughs> they all loved it and <laughs> i know for a fact that some of the buyers even though they didn't by power importer, they did hire Evergreen afterwards. Oh, that's so funny! <laughs> it's like, yeah, this this is a no brainer. <laughs>
1: oh my god! I, I, I super quick sidebar. I have I feel like I have sent Emma and Ellis so many customers in the Microconf Slack because people are just yeah. like, oh God, support is killing me, and I'll just ping out and be like, hey, like, what kind of support? Like, is it email? Is it chat widget? And they're like, oh, email, it's both, and it's horrible. And it's like, well, I mean, Evergreen support is out there, and they help you in these ways. And then they're like, what about chat support? And I realized the person I would ask is Emma. I would be like, well, you should <laughs> you should ask Emma who can do this kind of support. So, like, right. if she can't, she'll know. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, – they're going to crush it. They're going to take over the world, those two.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that's it. It was it – was a huge value add like the buyers would love they love the fact that it was it was taken care of and it was coming with the business like it was well it was their choice but all of them wanted to keep them like wow. oh yes absolutely keep keep them on
1: are you listening emma and alice
0: <laughs> i'll definitely be using them again for the next sas uh,
1: totally i haven't read yeah. built to sell but i wonder if this falls into like some kind of standard operating procedure or something that makes the that makes a business more valuable when it's sold
0: Right, I mean, I'm sure you know, if I had a VA. instead, like and a VA came with a business, mm-hmm. that that might work also. but you know that is that's a whole different thing, trying to find a VA. Mm-hmm. Too cool.
1: Oh man, that is yeah. so funny. okay.:
0: <laughs> Yeah, and the other thing that i that I need to do different for the next SAS is um, the whole management of all the accounts that you use. Like okay. all the all the other SaaS businesses that you're using for to run your business, mm-hmm. um, like I did a pretty good job at like having them all in, having Chrome remember all the passwords. Oh, yeah, and using one profile for that. Yeah, but but it was I was using a Google Workspace, mm-hmm. and that has been the hardest thing to transfer over. Like it just like there's so much security layers in it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Like, yeah. I'm just
0: trying to, oh, yeah, here. Like, here's the username password. Like, it's yours. No, that doesn't work. And it was like, they're constantly pinging my phone. Like, someone's trying to log in. Like, yes. <laughs> was
1: this you? <laughs> the person I yes, gave it to yes. is trying to log in.
0: <laughs> exactly. Let them in. And and changing all the security, like, backup email or phone. And it was so complicated. Hmm. Like, I, I'm starting to think about how can I structure all of that so that it really is as simple as giving someone a username, password, and they have the keys to the castle? Mm-hmm. Like, they, it, everything comes with it. Totally. Yeah, that's, I, I might. Yeah. yeah, I might write a blog post about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess when people designed two-factor off, they weren't necessarily thinking about what if what if somebody actually wants to give this account to somebody.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, for a lot of the things, I had to go in there and. Disable two-factor auth mm-hmm. so that I could transfer it. But yeah, like how do, you, like how do you transfer something that uses Google Authenticator? Like, like I know you you have these backup codes, right? That you were supposed to save somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, are those, Like, a, do you give them those, and I, then they can set up their own Google Authenticator?
1: Yeah, I guess I, I was about to say I'm tempted to just say like if you were selling Power Importer to me create a user for me in your G suite and make me an administrator. But the problem is that like, if people have been emailing market power importer, I have to get like, I need to get those emails. So either yeah. setting up a forward or, or even if there's chains that you're applying to, I don't, I don't know how you would manage that.
0: Yeah. See, I mean, that's, that's one of the examples where I regret using market power importer.com. Right. As, as the first contact, when I started talking to customers, mm-hmm. Because Not as a lot of people that email it directly, and it's like, yeah, like, how do we forward those? And then it becomes awkward, they think they're talking to Mark, and <laughs> right, no, this is not Mark, this is uh, the new buyer, yeah, the new owner. Interesting, yeah, like, how do you, yeah, how do you structure all those accounts and yeah, so that it's easy to transfer afterwards. Mm-hmm yeah because yeah yeah and google workspace i mean i I love google workspace but at the same time i I find it way too complicated Mm -hmm. like it's it's designed for an organization with like thousands of customers yeah you you set it up and at the beginning i just had one user like (laughs) i just have one user and it's like i want to i don't know what was it i was trying to use a google assistant it's oh no like your administrator your domain administrator didn't give you permission to use google (laughs) assistant it's like what are you talking about i have one user and he's the administrator like i have to go into settings and give permissions and then they randomly like remove permissions sometimes oh like yeah we removed this you need your administrator needs to reactivate it
1: it's
0: a, it's Please so contact your administrator. Exactly. It's exactly. just That's me. A, <laughs> it's me. Give me all the permissions always. And it's yeah, I yeah. know
1: uh, I feel this pain so viscerally because you go through this and you're like, so at a company I used to work for, we did we white labeled our product and we had this database table called channel settings and it was like it was a it was a big JSON blob. With a, with a jillion flags in it, so many flags. And I remember thinking, like, every time you create a new marketplace, you have to set all of the flags to be exactly the way that you need them to be for that workspace. And G Suite is exactly the same way. Yeah. It's menu after menu of stuff that is, they've tried to add a descriptive name to it, but it's so far removed from our daily life of sending yeah, yeah. and receiving emails. i know it's so complicated
0: it's like or i try to install a chrome extension oh you don't have permission to add extensions to your chrome
1: what are you talking about (laughs) please contact your administrator
0: exactly (laughs) i'm
1: gonna murder you
0: yeah i mean i i love it for like you know to be able to use google docs and drive and and meet like it's great to have those premium Mm -hmm. services
1: and they work very cohesively together
0: yeah exactly like i love i love I'm definitely a Google person, Mm. but it's just too complicated. Mm. And it was really hard to transfer. And honestly, like I don't love email anymore. (laughs) Like I think, you know, especially since we like evergreen support and I have been starting to use crisp to communicate. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, we get emails like, but it's all integrated into this one inbox. And like, yeah, that's, that's how I want to do customer support from now on. Right. So that, so the email doesn't have to be with Google. Mm-hmm. So maybe I just need like a, yeah, Google workspace that I will never transfer to someone. So like right. for judo hacker, mm-hmm. let's say, and maybe use that for docs and meet, and, right. and then for the actual domain name of the SaaS product, just have, have it transferred directly to crisp and mm. never actually use it as an email.
1: Yeah, I'm running into that problem now because when I set up my business, I set it up against my... Oh, God. When I created it, my email is at my product name and all of my subscriptions are against my product name. Yeah. And no one can spell my product name because it only makes sense in the, under Shred. Shredability <laughs> is my product name. No one can spell it. So <laughs> when, I go to, when I go to a place and they're like, oh, what's your email? And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Like, all right s-r-e-d oh man yeah it would be nicer if you if there was almost like a tunnel of just like i have like i'm paying google here it is i'm paying them tunnel everything through to this to the paid instance so that i can just like point multiple things at one uh in one to one place what an what indie hacker problem this is. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've got all these domains and all these projects and I, I want things to go to the right place. And yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah, no, it totally is. And I guess if you'd never plan on selling your business, then it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. But I don't know. I think even though I wasn't planning on selling it when I created it, mm-hmm. you're going gonna to exit everything in life, right? Yeah, <laughs> Life itself, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right like it's it's like you might as well plan for it Mm,
1: man so like you you had to do everything like strip the domain off into another like i I don't know name cheap account or something like all that stuff
0: yeah i mean some of those things were easy like transferring a domain Sure. like yeah that was easy uh uh, linode has been really easy okay yeah yeah they do a, a great job like transferring the the virtual private server was like it's done. The server des- doesn't even shut off; like it just stays up the whole time. It keeps the same IP address. Oh yeah, better. It's like wow. Like that was that was great.
1: Are you still finding things that need to be transferred?
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess the D- DNS records we we yeah we figured out today. Oh yeah, we those are still in my account. <laughs> oh. So like the domain, the domain was attached to Linode's domain server. The DNS server. Okay. And then, so then in Linode, I created the DNS zone for powerimporter.com and all the, all the DNS records, right? For like, Mm. for, uh, for email authentication and for, for, uh, the subdomains for the mail server, all of that. Right. Uh, but like, yeah, that, that didn't get transferred when we transferred over to virtual private server. Oh,
1: funny. Okay.
0: Yeah. But I did message them today and they said, oh yeah, we can, we can do it. So they can, they can actually move the DNS zone over to a new account. Okay. So they have a process to do it. Got it. Okay. Um,
1: interesting. Okay. Wow. What a weird, what a crazy corner case. But yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. But, and it's interesting. You didn't give them, well, I mean, I don't know what your Linode account is at, but you don't have like a power importer Linode account that you no, could just give I them. No, I didn't. Yeah.
0: Right, and, and that's it. That's one of the things I will do different with the next SaaS. Right. Like uh, I just have one Linode account, and I have a bunch of servers in it for all my different products. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I should probably create a new one for each new business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although the transfer was simple, so yeah, guess, yeah, it was so simple.
1: Yeah, in my mind, I'm I'm making this way more complex than it probably needs to be it's just like oh yeah right. and, like just transfer it over like no
0: we have to have email aliases
1: and like all sorts of stuff and yeah
0: no know. but yeah but like but like what if it, i was on aws like i i i don't know how that's transferred does that transfer easily i have no clue yeah it's uh there's so many things you <laughs> you don't know <laughs> yeah interesting okay
1: i guess yeah like i uh i'm maybe i am like a teeny tiny bit surprised that this isn't just like a like a document that your broker would would give you of just like oh yeah I sell businesses like this all the time and like people who use Linode if you transfer this make sure you also transfer the DNS records like that seems like a very useful thing that your broker could could provide you.
0: Yeah, yeah. For those things that how to transfer those things, I mean the problem is there's so many. Yeah. So many services they can't they can't know them all. True.
1: I, I guess I'm just thinking yeah. that anything any tips are better than no tips.
0: Yeah. But uh, and a lot of it is you should know it before like when you start the SaaS business nah yeah right? interesting okay. but that's it. that's going to be my new ebook and I'm going to sell it on Gumroad
1: there you go yeah I'm ready
0: <laughs> how to set up your SaaS
1: how to set up your SaaS for sale thinking about the <laughs> exit before you even start
0: exactly cool always think of the end in mind
1: yeah that's yeah that's why I'm fucking up. That's why I, I can't get this done. <laughs> cool. Uh, Should we? Yeah, I mean, I don't have any more questions. Do, do you have more stuff to talk about around this? Any more tips or stories? No,
0: no. Let's let's wrap it up. Okay, sounds good.
1: All right, Mark. Well, congratulations, man. I'm. It's thank you. It's crazy because we've been doing this podcast for long enough. I remember when Power Porter was just a little baby Power importer. <laughs> it was so cute it's true you saw it all grown up leave the nest exactly grow and change yeah it's uh, and
0: you've been yeah and you've been great in the past few months like before we hit record like mm-hmm. I've been able to like vent
1: oh man <laughs> yeah totally it, it, it's not easy it's fucking not easy
0: yeah, and it's, it was, you know, yeah. yeah. it's stressful yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's not easy like I said you're super vulnerable mm-hmm you know, everything's out of your control yeah and yeah in the end it 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 was it was successful i wasn't I wasn't uh there was no fraud like i wasn't uh tricked by someone so totally it was, it was all fine but yeah. I'm, I'm used to having control mm-hmm.
1: totally it just occurred to me but if you're listening to this maybe you're a new listener that you can actually now go back to episode one and listen to the story of power importer from birth to to sale.
0: It's true eh? that's kind of cool yeah and actually for for indie hackers like this this podcast was actually useful for, for some of the buyers no like, yeah like like they could go and listen and get a feel like about about me about power importer about like it's like it, it was actually it helps some of the buyers like to, yeah, you know what? Like it's, I feel like, uh, yeah, I'm buying something that, that is real.
1: Like, wow, that's <laughs> unexpected and cool.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It was weird when a buyer tells you, oh yeah, I, I just listened to the last episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Okay. Well, nice. <laughs> really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hope I didn't say
1: anything. <laughs> hope I did say anything bad or compromising.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs>
1: hmm. Cool. All right. Well, congratulations. You did it. You landed the plane. It's done. <laughs> Thanks. Now you can have a sleep. A nice, well-deserved yes. bucket of Halloween candy.
0: <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Talk to you next week. All right. See you later.